today. Hey, we're going we're gonna to have fun today. Before we get started, there's a couple things that I need to kind of bring to our attention. Um, the, the first one is this. I was texting my mother-in-law, Leanne, this morning. I was like, hey, are you coming to church this morning? She said, nope. And I was like, well, that's what you want to hear from your mother-in-law. <laughs> Uh, but no, she reminded me of something that was going on that I knew what was happening, but I, I, I didn't forget. It just kind of slipped my mind. So this morning, we have our first watch party in Hickory, North Carolina, because we're launching a church in Hickory. So can y'all make some noise for the individuals that are watching us in Hickory? Hey, we're so glad that you're hanging out with us today. I know there's several people in a, in a living room kind of hanging out. Uh, also, we have our family day coming up in two weeks. You've got the cards. So we put these come sit with me cards. This is what drives me nuts, okay? If you want to like get under my skin, if we put something in the chair, if you don't take it home, I'm going to track you down and put it in your mailbox. Like, like just, but take it home. I know all all the time I hear, well, I wish I just had an opportunity for me to invite or bring somebody to church. This is your opportunity. All right, so take these cards and utilize them. Give them to somebody. Who can you bring to church here in two weeks? And then another thing that we have to announce um, is this. So there's a a couple people that are very special and near and dear to me. One more so than the other. You'll understand here in a second. Uh, But this coming Tuesday is my wife Jenna's birthday and then Brittany Rochelle's birthday as well. So could you guys make your way up here? That means you got to get up. You got to move. You got to walk up the steps. Miss Megan, you can make your way so we just want to honor them and celebrate them. We're a church of honor and celebration. And when you get to celebrate your wife, you do it in front of everybody. You hopefully get some brownie points. You know what I'm saying? Okay, full disclosure, I have no idea what's in there. Uh, I, did not, I did not buy it. So we're going to do what we always do. We're going to sing happy birthday awkwardly and randomly. I'm going to start it off. Ready? One, two, three. Happy Give it up for these ladies. Also, also one other thing, Sam Sanchez is not getting a microphone anymore for worship because I was in the back getting convicted. I was like, oh crap, he's talking to me. And so and Jake, Jake looked at me and said, hey, just give him the microphone today and let him preach. So I was like, I was getting convicted during, during uh, offering today. But man, we've been in this, we've been in this crossover series, and, and last week I kind of asked the question, and, and this whole series really revolves around one question, do you trust God? And we dove into that a bit last week, and, and we, we asked the question, do you really trust me? Do you really trust me? And today I want to talk about stretching our faith. And I told you this guy, or I told you that, that this uh, day was coming, and, and this is just a pivotal moment for Multiply Church. It's a pivotal moment for each individual. It's a pivotal moment for our church family. And and I'll be honest with you, man, I have have been preaching this message to myself the entire week. Really, I've been preaching this message to myself for about about the past month. And I want to talk a little bit about the direction that we're going. I'm a firm believer that God has called us to be stewards. Go back to a few series ago. I told you that, that when God places something in our hands, it's not for us to hold on to or hoard. It's not for us to act like it's ours. It's ours to steward. It's ours to, to do with what, what we feel like God's calling us to do. Let me practically tell you where we are as a church. 
for about the past month, I've been asking God, hey, God, what's the direction that you really want us to go? What do you really want us to do? Give, give me some practicals. And so each week, I've been feeling like I've been preaching to myself. And to be honest with you, me and God have had some colorful conversations lately. We'll just kind of put it that way. Especially in my truck driving down the road as I'm gripping the steering wheel. Uh, and we've just, I've just been raw and honest saying, and God, what, what do you want from me? God, what direction do you want me to go? God, I feel like this door's opening, but I'm not sure. I thought that was the right direction, so I started going. God, where do you want me to go? Especially last week. Every time I would kind of rehearse the, the, the sermon or practice the, the sermon from last week, and, and I would ask the question, do you trust me? Those words would kind of echo in my head. Hey, Zach, do you really trust God? Zach, are you sure that you trust God fully in the season that you're in? Zach, with everything that you're dealing with right now, do, do, you, really, do you really trust God? And if I'm honest with you, my response was something on the lines of, I do, but, I, I, I do, I do, but I don't want to let people down. I do, but I, I want to be a good leader. God, I do trust you, but I want to steward everything that you've placed in my hands. And over the next 20, 25 minutes or so as a community and as a family, can we truly allow God to speak to our hearts for this moment in time for our church? What I know about faith is this. Faith inspires faith. When I see faith in other people, it inspires the faith that it's, that's inside of me. And today I, I want to preach out of the word of God, allowing our faith to be stretched. So we're in this crossover series, and if I had to title this message something, I would title it, Don't Skip the Stretch. We're, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 22 today. We're going to be in Romans chapter 12 today as well. So if, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to those books. We'll start off in Genesis chapter 22 here in just a second. But, but don't skip the stretch. Now, when I work out, I have to be honest with you. I, I'm looking at this section because I see a lot of you guys I see at the gym. But, but when I go to the gym, if I'm honest, I skip the stretch. And I know many of you do too. Curtis Wise, you never stretch. You never warm up. You just kind of do the workout. And then you complain and wonder why you're not mobile. Calling you out. But don't, don't skip the stretch. But I feel, like, I feel like I don't like it. Like it's hard enough to get up and work out. And, and, and I, don't, I feel like I don't have time for it sometimes. Like what do you mean you want me to stretch? I got an hour trying to work out. I'm not trying to stretch. But now that I'm getting a little older, and, and I know for some of you, you're going to be like, well, wait till you get this age. Like, okay, I hear you, but let me just be my life and like have my life, okay? 35 is a lot closer than 30 right now for me. And so I'm starting to have to stretch. Ricky, I see you shaking your head. I get it. But, but uh, like for me, in the moment that I'm in, I'm like, oh, dear God, if I don't start stretching now, then I'm not going to make it to 50. Like I'm going to need a wheelchair by the time I'm 42. But, but I, can't, I can't skip the stretch. I went so far to, to purchase this app. It's called GoWad. And essentially, it's this catered stretching program. So if you need better ankle mobility or better hip mobility, better shoulder mobility, whatever you, knew, whatever you need to, to stretch, it kind of caters these stretching regiments for you. Evidently, it works if you open up the app and actually use it. For, for me, I, I get like, I'm two days in. I'm like, I'm good. And then I stop, I stop stretching. Y'all need, need to pray for your pastor because I'm in a battle right now. 
And the battle for me is this. It's between stretching late at night <clears throat> or eating late night snacks. <laughs> and here's the problem. The story that I'm about to tell, I don't even know that my wife knows because when I say late night snacks, I make sure everybody's in the bed so nobody can judge me. So this is, <laughs> baby, I'm sorry. I didn't, I don't know if I ran this by you or not. So, but a, a couple, couple nights ago, I, was, I think it was Monday of last week. Uh, we were up, the girls were already in bed and I was like, I, I just need a snack. You ever been there? Like at night, you just need like, you just need a snack. Like you're not trying to eat a full course meal. You just need a little snack. So for me, I was like, Hey, I'm going to eat some popcorn, mildly healthy. Like we had this healthy version of popcorn or whatever. So, so Jenna had some popcorn. I had some popcorn. Jenna proceeds to go to bed. <laughs> I stayed up. My popcorn bowl got a little lower. That was a problem. So I thought to myself, hey, Zach, it's okay. Just go get an extra snack. So we do really good about buying healthy stuff and, and buying stuff that we need to snack on. The problem is, if you don't know this, my wife's a baker. So to pass by or to get into the kitchen, I have to pass my wife's bakery aisle in our house. And it's just all these baked good items. And to be honest with you, most of the stuff isn't healthy. Now, she, can, she makes a lot of gluten-free and vegan and healthy stuff, but some of the ingredients, they're just not healthy. And, and one of those ingredients or one of those things, she makes a Lucky Charm Pop-Tarts. And so, so there was a container of Lucky Charms. And so I was like, you know what? I can, I can divulge in some Lucky Charms. And so I pull, pour a little bit of Lucky Charms. And I'm, no, I didn't even put milk in it. I just started, like, like a two-year-old, started eating <laughs> The Lucky Charms. And then my bowl got low again, and I thought, you know what? I'm still, I'm still hungry. I need, I need an extra snack. So this time, I put more Lucky Charms, and then I started looking like I was on my tiptoes. I was like, what's in this box? Oh, mini M&Ms. I don't think I've eaten these since ninth grade. So I poured, like I poured mini M&Ms in there. God, this is going to get bad because I'm going to tell you the whole truth. I ate all of those. <laughs> Went back a third time. Babe, you might be out of Lucky Charms at this point. I, I really don't know. I don't know how much I ate. I mean, it was a lot. Like, it was so much that, like, I felt guilty, like, laying beside you, going, going to bed. I didn't even want to kiss you. I was like, let me brush my teeth real quick. Like, minty fresh. Don't taste the Lucky Charms. But this time I put Lucky Charms in a bowl. It gets even worse. I found, I found the healthy option. It was vegan chocolate chips. So I opened up the vegan chocolate chips, took a handful out, sprinkled them on my Lucky Charms. Again, no milk, just, like, eating it like a two-year-old. But y'all need to pray for me because I was supposed to be stretching. And here I am eating, <laughs> eating Lucky Charms. And I, like, I even opened up my phone to go one. And I was like, well, I'm too full now. Can't stretch. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But that's, that's, what, that's the life that I'm living right now. I was good all week until I was at Autumn's house last night and all this food was there for the game. Oh, by the way, that was the other thing that I was supposed to mention. Go, you, go UNC, right? Boo Duke. All that good stuff. There you go. I got that in. Don't stone me later. If you're a Duke fan, sorry, your coach is gone. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> too soon, too soon. But I'm, I'm committed, I'm committed to not skipping the stretch. Not skipping the stretch. Got to change some habits in my life. I think if we get serious about our walk with Jesus, we've got to realize that we can't skip those stretching moments. I, I need, so I have four PVC pipes up here. Okay, this is going to get interesting. Mike said he was nervous. I need three people to come up. And if I can't, okay, come on, Alex. I need two. Come on. I, I, I need, okay, perfect. That's beautiful. I'll take all three. Y'all just walk up the steps. Don't walk on this because you might fall. Give it up for these guys. This is going to be very interesting. 
You know those moments that you like pick out illustrations, y'all pass those around. Mike, would you do me a favor? Would you just slide that table to the side so they, these guys can kind of stand right there? All right, so y'all stand front and center. How, how, on a scale from one to not mobile at all, how mobile would you say you are? Not mobile. Not mobile at all. Alex, what about you? Oh, wow. Mr. Ed, well, you've been working out, Ed. I mean, you should be the most mobile, you should be the most mobile person up here. Hey, Jake. Hey, watch out. Jake Norris, I'm going to need you to come up here, too. All right, so boys, this is what I need you to do. I need you to take this PVC pipe. I'm going to go through a little warm-up. Make sure those shoulders are nice and loose. What I want you to do is I want you to take this PVC pipe, and I want you to go all the way over your head and all the way to your back. Look at that. Y'all got some good shoulder mobility. Give it up for them. You know for them. There you go. Can you do some around the worlds? There you go. Two one way, two the other way, all that good stuff. Okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to hold the PVC pipe. Now, this is where it gets you. No, no, no. Straight over your head. Don't get it back here. All right? Bad positioning. We're going to stack it, okay? So we're stacking, right? I want your feet shoulder width apart. You see what I'm doing? Feet shoulder width apart. Toes slightly angled out. There you go. What I want you to do is I want you to squat all the way down. There you go. Look at the mobility in these guys. Look at that. All right, Jake, I need you to come over here. Jake, how loose are your legs? They're not. Okay. We're going to try this. I hope, give, give you a couple air squats because I need you to be kind of loose. You can do a pistol right now? No. Ooh, that's stretchy. You're going to have to do a pistol right now. Uh, I'm doing a pistol? Why'd you hit me this Well, way? I mean, I want you to loosen up first. So, okay. All right, you, got, you don't even need this? We'll try. Okay, Alex, this is what I need you to do. I need you to stand right beside Jake. Uh, we don't have good insurance, so hopefully nobody gets hurt. All right, I need you to do what Jake does. All right? No, 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 without the stick. Yep. So, Jake, Jake, can you do, a, can you do it in boots? About to find out. Let's try it. All right, like, yeah, let me see you do a pistol. For those of you who don't know, a pistol is a one-legged squat. Can you do another one? I know. Okay, Alex, can you do that? Can you, come on, I didn't, I didn't see how mobile you are. You said you were mobile. Oh, no, all the way, all the way down. You got to go all the way down. Hips below. <laughs> Y'all see him loading up? Oh, oh, almost, almost. Do you think you can do it? Let's see what you got. Y'all get, y'all clap it up for him. He's got boots on. Let's see what you got. Oh, oh, no, Ed, oh, oh, no, no, okay. But, this, so y'all, y'all stand over here. Jake, can you do one more for me? Just, just for kicks and giggles? Oh, yeah, I could, but attaboy. So, so this, this, is what I want, this is what I want you to see. This group over here, stand right here for me. All three of y'all stand right here. It does move a lot. But th- this is what I want you to see. A lot of times in life, we feel like, yeah, God, you can stretch our faith. But what happens is we think we're this mobile with our faith life when actuality, we ain't. We feel like, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll go wherever you want me to do. I, I, will, I will go wherever you call me. Wherever you kind of send me, I'm there. I'm all in. I'll be flexible. I'll be mobile. And then we start putting it in to practice. And we feel like we're supposed to live here. But when life hits us in the face, we realize where our faith really lies. Y'all give it up for these four guys. I'll take these. Mike, I'm just going to hand those to you. But what does it look like for your faith to be stretched? Genesis chapter 22, starting in verse 1, it reads like this. Sometime later, God tested. God tested. God stretched Abraham's faith. 
How many of y'all pray that prayer? Hey, God, stretch my faith. God, make me uncomfortable. God, challenge me in my life, said no one ever. Like, we don't want to pray those prayers. We don't want God to stretch our faith. Why? Because it's not fun when our faith is tested. It's not easy when our faith is tested. Think about the season that Abraham Abraham is in. This is 25 years after he's been tested. What are you talking about, Zach? Think all the way back to Genesis chapter 12. When God said to Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And then go through a few chapters later, God says to Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. It took 25 years for Abraham to receive that promise. You would think that 25 years of stretching, 25 years of being tested, 25 years after following Jesus or following God would be enough. But sometime later, God stretched Abraham's faith. What I know is during the stretch, God is pulling out of you what he already knows is inside of you. See, this, isn't, this wasn't some, some saving type of faith. This was a stretching type of faith. And I know that all of us are going to go through faith tests in life. All of us are going to be challenged. Regardless of the season you find yourself in, regardless of your socioeconomic status, regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of your past or what you grew up in, you're going to be tested. Your faith is going to be challenge. I think there's four specific stages that that you have to go through to get from receiving the promise to the fulfillment of that promise. They're going to put them on the screens for you, but the first one is this. If you're taking notes, write it down. The first step is the deposit. It's, it's It's the faith to receive. We've all received a deposit from God. God called me to be a pastor when I was 17 years old. It took me 10 years to step into that calling fully. But I received the deposit when I was 17. The the next phase is the growth phase. And the growth phase is is the faith to die to yourself. That's supposed to be the easy part, right? Uh Uh-uh. That's the hard part. That's the part where God is refining you and he's trimming you and he's growing you. It's not easy. The, the, the third step is this. It's the birth phase. It's the faith for fruition. Any ladies that have ever had a baby in the room, giving birth is easy, right? Having a child, that's the easy part of having a baby, right? That's the fun and joyful part. When you birth the baby, said no woman ever. Like it's not, it's not an easy process. Think about Mary. God visited Mary and he said, hey, Through you, a child will be born, the Savior of the world. And how did Mary respond? Her response was this, I am the Lord's servant. May it be as you have said. What if our response to God was like that? And then she goes through a nine-month growth process. She's growing a baby, and then she gives birth. Think about Abraham. He received the promise in Genesis chapter 12 when God said, I will bless you. Then for 25 years, there was a growth process. And then Isaac was born. So you have the deposit, you have the growth, and you have the birth. What I know is God is testing you because he trusts you, and the greater the promise, the greater the pain. But if we're not careful, we live between one and two. We live between the deposit and the growth. Why? Because the deposit feels good. The the deposit makes me feel like God hears me. The deposit makes me feel like I'm close to God. The deposit makes me feel like God's heard my prayers. But that growth process 
Sometimes we can look and go, God, that hurts too much. I don't want to continue to grow, and I really don't want to give birth. So can you just give me another deposit? Can you just give me another feel-good moment? Could you just give me some type of moment in worship where I feel good, like I feel like you're listening to me, that I feel like you're, that I'm hearing from you? And, and we don't want to go from the deposit to the growth. But ultimately, there's another step. And the fourth step is this. It's the release phase, the faith for multiplication. Think back to Mary. She had to get the deposit from God. And then Jesus grew inside of her. She gave birth. And then what did she have to do? She had to release him into the world. Any parents in the room? They turn 18. You got to release him into the world. Oh, good Lord. I just got emotional thinking about that. You got to release him. That's the, the fourth step. But that's what makes this scripture hard to digest. So let's go back to Genesis chapter 22, picking up in verse 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. And he said to him, Abraham, here I am. He replied, then God said, take your son. You mean that promise that you gave me, your only son, whom you love, and go to the region of Moria and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain, and I will show you. So, so take the, God says, take the promise that I gave you, take the fulfillment that I gave you, and give it back to me. See, a lot of times when we receive that promise from God, what happens? We feel like it's ours. We want to hold on to it. We want to shield it. God gave me this, so I have to protect it. And what we do is we end up protecting it from others, and we try to protect it from God as if he didn't give it to us in the first place. God says, no, give it, give it back to me. Abraham's faith was being stretched. Again, in life, we want to skip the stretching. It's hard enough to remember to stretch before the workout. But there's some science behind stretching after a workout. Remember, re remember, Abraham was already stretched for 25 years. This was after the promise was fulfilled. So now he's being stretched again. Let me tell you what science says about post-workout stretching. There's three specific reasons that you shouldn't skip stretching after exercising. The first one is this. Stretching actually improves heart function. Scientists say that exercise gets your blood flowing which provides several important health benefits. And it's just as important, however, to get your heart rate back down to a normal level after the workout is over. Stretching correctly will help your heart return to a normal rate in a healthy manner. They also say this, stretching reduces lactic acid. The body produces lactic acid whenever you exercise, which contributes to the sore and achy muscles. But stretching can help reduce the accumulation of the lactic acid throughout the body. It actually relaxes the tense muscles. And this is the season that I'm living in right now, stretching limits muscle and joint strain. Everybody said amen to that. Because stretching correctly will limit the strain on your muscles and your joints. It will help your muscles stay flexible and toned. And when I'm working out, I think to myself, Zach, I know you just worked out hard. And the last thing that you want to do is take an extra 10 to 15 minutes to stretch. Listen, if I'm speaking to your stretching of your spiritual life, I, I, know, I know that many of you in the room have been working hard spiritually. I, I know that many of you in the room have been tested and your faith has been stretched. And you're thinking, God, just, just let me rest. God, I just need a moment. Can I just get a day where I don't feel like I'm being stretched? Can I get a season where I don't feel like I'm being stretched? But God is looking at you saying, hey, I know what's on the other side of this. I know the benefits of you being stretched now. Don't 
skip the stretch. When we, we can skip our, we can stretch our faith by this, write it down, giving a deeper yes. T- take a look at this scripture. I want to focus really just on verse 1. Abraham, God called, yes, here I am. It's God's call and Abraham's response. So, so God called Abraham, and Abraham's response was, yes, here I am. And then God asked the question. But if you keep reading the scripture, Abraham didn't even answer it. He just did it. So go through and let me read verse 2 and verse 3. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I will show you. Verse 3, the next morning Abraham got up early and he saddled his donkey and he took two of his servants with him along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for the fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him. Abraham didn't even answer it. He just did it. So let's break down what scripture reveals to us. See, I thought Abraham, Abraham was responding like, yes, I acknowledge I hear you. For example, if someone called my name and they said, hey, Zach, I'd be like, yeah, question mark. What do you want? Like, that's how I thought Abraham was responding. But if you look at scripture, there's no question mark. Look in the original text. Abraham, God called, yes, comma, here I am. It was, yes, here I am. Abraham gave his yes before he even knew what the question was going to be. Abraham decided to give a deeper yes. So if God said, Zach, and I said, yes, here I am, it's probably not a good thing to interrupt God when he's talking to you. Like maybe Abraham should have learned that. But, but I just want to venture to say, maybe God's okay with us interrupting him when he speaks to us if, if he knows we're already giving our Yes, God, whatever you want. Not, not just in word, but in action. Whatever you want, God, here's my, here's my yes. Matt, could you imagine, could you imagine just for a moment, imagine if Gabe did this and you said, I think he's over there somewhere, but if it was like you were thinking, hey, I want Gabe to take out the trash and you were like, Gabe, and he responded, well, yeah, dad, I already got it. He doesn't even know what the question is going to be. I already got it. Hey, I need you to go pick up your, yeah, I already got it. I need you, yeah, I already got it. Like as a parent, could you imagine that just for a moment? If you knew that your your kid was going to respond with, yes, whatever, whatever you want. God calls and Abraham answers. It's kind of like asking someone to marry you. I mean, I remember, I remember asking Jenna to marry me. One, I did it on top of the Empire State Building. Super cool, Right? Until you realize your wife's scared of heights. It was hard enough to get her up there. We get to the elevator. She's like shivering. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm like, baby, you got to go up there. Like, there's something important up at the top waiting on you. Like, but I knew when I asked her to marry me, I, I knew that I knew that I knew that the answer was going to be yes. Paul, when you, when you asked Amory to marry you about a month and a half ago, like, you just, you knew that the answer was going to be yes. Right? Amory was like, I knew, I knew it was going to be yes. She was talking about it for three months. Like, what took you so long? Like, don't answer that. I was kidding. But Gary and Mary, like, like you asked. There was a slight pause. But she, because she thought you were joking. She was like, this kid, is this real? But she, she said yes. 
hey, anybody else is going to uh, propose in the near future, let me just give you some words of advice. If there is an elongated pause, probably shouldn't get married. You need some time to work some stuff out, all right? But, but I knew that Jenna was going to say yes. In this crossover series, God, God asked for Isaac, and I think Abraham was so quick to obey God because he knew Isaac was never his in the first place. He knew that it was a gift from God. Let me kind of talk practically to where we are as a church. When we started off uh, in our building project, I told you I was going to be talking about it a few weeks ago. When we started off in our building project, the original cost of, of the building was $5.9 million. And with inflation and, and current growth, our new building cost is $8.3 million. Not, not because we've over-designed it, not because we've made it immaculate. It's the same exact building that we had it, it when we first started. But because of inflation, it's gone up to $8.3 million. It's a $2.4 million increase. Let, let that sink in for a second. Now, let me talk what we talked about in the beginning. Go back all the way to what we talked about, the deposit, the growth, the birth, and the release. I'm, I'm thankful for the deposit. I'm thankful that God called us to be multiplied church in this area. I'm thankful for the growth. We had the faith to receive the growth. Now we're continuing to grow. We're, we're experiencing these, these stretching moments in our church journey. And now we have to give birth to what God has called us to. Listen, it sounds super sexy to say we want to talk about a building project. It sounds super sexy to say, hey, we've grown 300% in the last 10 months. But now the rubber meets the road. And for a month, man, I've been going back and forth. Do I, do I come to church on a Sunday morning? Do we go through this process of trying to raise $2.4 million? Because brass taxes, we have to have the cash in the account before we can break ground. And originally, I, I, cha I changed the sermon, to be honest with you, because originally what I was going to do is put a, a, a chart of gifts up on the, the screen, and I was going to place commitment cards in, in everybody's chair, and we were going to attempt to raise $3 million. But, but if I'm honest with you, if I look you in your eye, if I set across a cup of coffee from you, I couldn't tell you with 100% certainty that that's the direction that I felt God was calling us to go. Because my faith was being stretched. I, I told you how I felt last week. Hey, Zach, do you trust God? Yeah, but, but I want to feel like a good steward. But, but I want to feel like a good leader. But I don't want to let anyone down. That's why those questions were resonating in my head. I just don't know if that's where we are. This is what I'm learning as a leader and, and learning as a pastor it's beneficial to explore multiple options. Here's the facts. Let me just give you the facts once again. Our building is $2.4 million over budget due to inflation. Without raising the money, we cannot build the building. But here's what I know. There may be other options for us to explore. And I know beyond a shout of a doubt that I'm just called to be a good steward of what God has given us. Could, could we possibly, possibly stretch it and, and start building the building? Could, could we stretch it? I think the answer is yes, but there would have to be some sacrifices. And the sacrifices would look something along the lines of reducing ministry dollars. And as a pastor standing in front of you, I can't in good faith reduce ministry dollars because ministry is more important than a building. Reaching people is more important than the four walls of a building. 
So as, as I stand before you, just know that we're called to be good stewards. Listen, I, I, don't, I don't say that. I put this in my notes. I, I'm, I'm going to let you see like behind the scenes of my, my prayer closet. You remember I told you I had co- colorful conversations with God, gripping the steering wheel, driving down the road? Um, uh, probably words that you wouldn't expect to come out of a pastor's mouth <laughs> came out. But man, I was just I was talking to God. I said, God, hey, listen, this, this is what I need. We're going to get real and raw. Listen, if somebody comes up to me after church and says, hey, I'm in for a million dollars, I'll write a million dollar check right now. And if a second person comes up and says, hey, I'll write half a million dollar check, then I feel like we're, then yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and go forward with the building project because that's half the money that we've raised. That was my stipulations to God. Call it right or wrong. I'm just being honest and vulnerable. Don't act like you've never prayed those prayers. God, if you get me out of this situation, I promise I'll follow you the rest of my life. <laughs> Y'all have all prayed those types of prayers. Don't think I'm less spiritual than you. Just a human being. But that's the type of prayers that I was praying. But, but when our faith is stretched, we have to live expecting to receive God's provision. So now let's go back to the scripture. Now this, this journey begins with Abraham and Isaac. And I imagine it's the most awkward father-son camping experience ever. Right? So they're hiking for three days. Isaac looks over. He's like, well, we got the wood. We got the knife, we got the rope, we got everything for the offering, but we don't have, we're missing something. We don't, we don't have the offering. Verse 8, Abraham replies, God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Where God is stretching you, he will provide for you. So Abraham is making his way up this mountain. Man, I get emotional thinking about this. And he ties up his son. And it's not like Isaac was a baby. Like, Isaac was talking back and forth. Like, some people speculate that he was 8 or 9. Others speculate that he was, like, maybe 12 to 15. But regardless, he lays Isaac on this altar, and he lifts this knife. And he's, he's ready to sacrifice. Yo, I read, like, I read this scripture, and I read this story, and Zach Witt's fate is tested. God, you got it wrong. Ain't no way. Many of you saw Piper run through the lobby this morning with her sunglasses on. She ran into me, gave me a hug, wanted me to walk her to her class. Harlow's 11 months old. I walk into the room. She lights up. She's shaking her hands. like I could not fathom placing my daughters on an altar to sacrifice. Yeah, right, God. Y'all, can I be, can I, like, will y'all not judge me? Can I let you see behind, like, in my prayer life for a second? <laughs> I'm just going to be vulnerable. Some of y'all probably leave church for this. Oh, well. When I was reading, I was reading this scripture earlier this week. And I, I verbally said, screw you, God. Like, I was, I was that mad. Now, now, hear my heart on that. I wasn't, so you get what I'm saying? But I was like, are you, like, are you kidding me? Why would you ask for that? As a father, I can't even go there. I, I can't even start to try to think about it. God's response is, Abraham, stop. Knife's lifted. Voice comes from heaven. And Abraham, scripture says that Abraham looked up, verse 13, and he saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it in the place of his son. Verse 14, Abraham named the place Yahweh Yairo, which translates into Jehovah Jireh. What does that mean? 
it means that the Lord will provide. The rest of verse 14 says this, To this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Church, I want to live out of that place. I want to live out of the place knowing that God will provide. God provided a ram in the thicket for Abraham. God provided liberty prep for us to be able to move in when we outgrew the movie theater. He is a God of provision. What I know is this. I'm walking through this season personally, but he will provide. We're just called to stretch our faith. We're called to not skip the stretch. Listen, provision could be raising enough money to step into a building project. Provision could be exploring other locations. Provision could be moving into another building. Provision could be a longer tenure here at Liberty Prep. But here's the beautiful thing. Provision isn't about chasing some building. Provision is about following God. Provision isn't about worrying what's going to be set up for us. Provision is focusing on who God is because it's his character. It's who he says he is. He's king and he's on his throne. If he truly is the alpha and truly is the omega, if he's the beginning and the end, if he's Jehovah Jireh, if he really is our provider, then that's what we lean into. But ultimately, we can stretch our faith by being a living sacrifice. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 1. I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? It's this, to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all the delights of his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Verse 2, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Can I pause and just read that again for the people in the back? Stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you. And be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. And I read that scripture and I'm challenged. But I read that scripture and I'm encouraged. Y'all, y'all remember, y'all seeing this sit up here the whole time. Who, raise your hand if you remember Stretch Armstrong. Y'all remember Stretch Armstrong? Who actually played with one of these? Hey, what color is your pill container? I stole that joke from somebody else, but it was a funny one. Mine's black, by the way. But Stretch Armstrong, over in Concord at one of our locations, man, we have uh, what's called our Interrobang room. And in our Interrobang room, it's a room where we, what we call it, we dream, design, and deliver. So any kind of major things that we go through as a church, when we think about a family day or we think about Easter or we think about a different sermon series, we dream them, we design them, and then we deliver them. But, but in our interrobang room, there's a, a section where essentially what it is, it's a, a, a bunch of things to help you be creative. There's like Rubik's cubes. There's those little stencil machines with the wheels. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Etch-a-Sketch, like one of those things. Um, There's all types of coloring books. I mean, there's just different stuff to kind of spark creativity. Well, one of the things that's on those cabinets is is Stretch Armstrong. About a year ago, I was walking through uh, that that room, and I'm the random guy that will take stuff like this and put it in like an awkward position and like put... That was not planned. But I'm the random guy that will like put it in awkward positions and like set it back somewhere to hopefully make somebody laugh. Well, I picked up this Stretch Armstrong and I started to pull it and all it started doing was cracking. Like you could hear it snapping. He wasn't Stretch Armstrong, he was Snappy Armstrong. 
But, but why? He was made to stretch. So when you, when you lay him on a table and he lays there for too long, he's not doing what he was made for. Mike, can I get you to help me? We're going to try this thing. Just grab him and start pulling. Oh, you're strong. Like he was made, he was made to stretch. And then you bring him back together and what happens? I think this is like a new weight loss program. Pull it again. How do you get skinny? You stretch. But that's what's wild to me. Like he was made, he was made to stretch. Church, can I encourage you that you were made to stretch? God's not stretching you to harm you. God's stretching you saying, hey, there's more in you. And I'm just trying to get that out of you. So this is what we're going to do this morning. Usually I tell you to stand and, hey, let's, let's dive back into worship. But I'm tired. Listen, we're getting real. I'm tired of babysitting. If you want to experience the love of God and you want to experience his mercies, then you can experience it. But this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. We're going to step back into worship. I told you, I'm in a season of stretching myself. So I'm going to find myself at the altar with my face down praying to God. You do what you want to do. But just for a moment, we're going to step back into worship. Hey, thanks for joining us today at Multiply Church. We can't wait to see you again next week, either in person or online, as we continue to love Jesus and change the world.